Glad to be here this morning. Uh, we've got two messages for you. The first one is on praising the Lord. And uh, I'm just uh, thrilled to be able to speak to you about that this morning. I was so moved by Mitch's song, Hallelujah. That was just tremendous. But you know what hallelujah means, don't you? It means to praise the Lord. And God just has a way of blessing people that want to give him praise. We're going to talk about that this morning. In the second message, we're going to talk about the Second Amendment, how important that is to our Constitution, why it's something that we don't want to lose in our country, why it's something now that we have a president that's going to stand behind that Second Amendment. And we're so glad that uh, he's in power now and prayed for him this morning, all the men as we gathered together. That's such a beautiful time when you can gather here. I was here at 7.30. We got out there in the parking lot and just prayed. And that's so powerful because that that gives the anointing of God's presence. So this morning, um, I just want to tell you a little bit about what praise means to me personally. I grew up in a church that didn't have musical instruments. We just sang... um, well, we sang um, a cappella some of the time. Then we got a piano downstairs, and that was hard for people because we only did that downstairs. When we went upstairs in the sanctuary, there was no music. And then when I went to um, Bible college and then seminary, I went to a Reformed Presbyterian seminary in Pittsburgh. They got no music. They only sang a cappella. They only sing the psaltery, which are psalms. It's almost like a uh, death chant. In fact, we were known by most people in the community as the frozen chosen. It's the truth. <laughs> well, we uh, in the ministry, we we kind of we kind of had that format for years and years, and then something happened. We had a Christian school in our church, and we sent the Christian school kids and, their, and the teachers to a, an assembly of sorts, um, a break away from the normal schedule. It was called the Association of Christian Schools. And our Christian school went there, all the kids, teachers, and so on. I didn't go, but uh, I heard all about it. You can believe that. They came back with such a fervor for the Lord, and they brought back with them contemporary music, the songs of the day. It created revival in our Christian school. And that revival spread into our church in such a way that we got musical instruments upstairs in the sanctuary. First an organ, and then a piano, and... And then there were some guitars and drums, and we started praising the Lord like never before, and it brought revival into our church. Worship did that. Praising the Lord did that. This morning I'm so excited because there are hundreds of verses in the Bible that tell us we are to praise the Lord. Tells us how we're to praise the Lord, when we're to praise the Lord. We're going to look at that this morning and look at the Scriptures. And before it's all over, I hope we're so excited 
to praise the Lord that we are never the same, that we want to praise Him on Sunday mornings, but we also want to praise Him every other day of the week. We're told where to praise Him. We're told how to praise the Lord. We're told when to praise the Lord. We'll look at those Scriptures and we'll see just what the Bible says. Well, where to praise the Lord? The Scripture, we're to praise the Lord among the people. Are you among the people? Almost every day you're among the people, right? And there's to be praise on your lips, thankfulness to the Lord. I will give thanks in the great congregation. I will praise thee among much people. So we shouldn't be silent about our faith. We should have a freshness about who we know. We know the Lord. We're children of God. Be ready to give an answer to people who ask you for the hope that lies in you, the Scripture says. And so, as we praise the Lord among the people, God will bless us in a powerful way. We're to praise the Lord in the assembly. Here we are, assembled together today. Let them exalt Him also in the congregation of the people, and praise Him in the assembly of the elders. So we're here today. We're in church. We just had a time of praising the Lord especially. Wasn't that good this morning? Wasn't there something there that kind of gripped you? Wasn't that a powerful message that prepares you to receive blessing from the Lord? We're to praise the Lord in Jerusalem. Give him no rest till he establish, until he makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. Now, you'll say, well, I'm not in Jerusalem. How can I, how can I praise Jerusalem? How can I praise in Jerusalem when I'm, when I'm not there? I haven't been to the Holy Land. Well, you can remember this, that the Lord is going to establish his kingdom in Jerusalem. He's going to reign there for a thousand years. You can be praying blessing upon Jerusalem. We did that this morning. Those who bless Jerusalem will be blessed by the Lord. Those who bless Israel will be blessed. Those who curse Israel will be cursed. Here's something that happened to me personally. Now, I've always tithed. I've always given a percentage, sometimes not enough. But I've always given to the church. And whether you go by 10% or 1% or whether you just reach in your pocket and tip God, whatever that might be, that's a good thing to give to the Lord. But when I started giving extra to bless Israel, I took the tithe, a tenth of the tenth, and I started giving that to Israel. We started doing that in our church And God began to bless us overwhelmingly. Things just began to happen. Finally reached the point where I didn't even have to take a salary from the church anymore. I could work for free because God was blessing in such a powerful way. Our church is debt-free, just like this church. Because we believe in tithing and in blessing Jerusalem and blessing Israel. There are lots of ways to do that. We can talk about that later. We're to praise God in the house of God. 
the voice of joy, the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom, the voice of the bride, the voice of them that shall say, Praise the Lord of hosts, for the Lord is good, for His mercy endureth forever. And of them that shall bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord, I will cause them to return from the captivity of the land as it as it at first, saith the Lord. So to praise the Lord in His house, we're to give Him glory. Praising the Lord. Thanking the Lord for His goodness and His love. There are ways in which we're to do this. How to praise God. How to praise the Lord. Well, the first thing is, you're to praise Him with your whole heart. It's not something that you just uh, do in passing, but you're to think about how important the Lord is all the time in your life. How everything you are and everything you have and everything you hope to be is from the Lord. We're to give Him that kind of praise with our whole heart. Before the gods, I will sing praise unto Thee. Psalms 138, 1. We're to praise Him with a loud voice. Now, um, I do this on other occasions. I do this when the Steelers win the Super Bowl. I'm from Pittsburgh, you know. Even when they're winning a game, I can get excited. I can start jumping up and down. When the Penguins won the Stanley Cup for the second time, I was really excited. I got loud. I was standing up in our house. It was as though I was in the stadium. I couldn't get the tickets, you know. They were too expensive. But I watched on TV, and I got excited about that. I can get excited at football games and just jump up and down and start yelling. My wife thinks I'm crazy sometimes when I do that, but I do it anyway. And I'll bet some of you do also. How about getting excited about praising the Lord? Praise Him with your mouth. Give Him glory. My grandfather used to wake up in the morning and he'd start praising God when he got up. He'd start coming down the stairs. I can remember waking me up out of bed, praising God and giving Him glory. And I thought he was crazy. But now I do it. So whatever it was, it rubbed off. And I'm thankful for that because we should praise the Lord with our mouths. We should praise Him with every musical instrument. It's in the Bible. The lyre, uh, the, the, the harp, the cymbals. They were to take everything that they had in the way of a musical instrument and they were to get together, they were to practice, and they were to praise the Lord. So we need to do that too. Every way that we can, everything that we can, use that to praise the Lord. We're to praise the Lord with our hands lifted high. Like I said, when I'm at a, a football game, I got my hands up. I'm, I'm saying, get down there, go score that touchdown. I'm praising, I'm asking. And we're to do the same thing. I, I really appreciate Pastor Gary. He's up here. He's got his hands in the air. He's got, he's pointing up there. He's, uh, he's, he's like leading us in, in a, a pep rally. And more of us need to join in and have some fun with him. 
Raise those hands up. Why not? There are scriptures that tell us we should do that. Psalms 141.2 Let my prayer be before thee as incense, as the lifting of my hands, as the evening sacrifice. There's more than one scripture that deals with this. And we'll look at another. Hear the voice of my supplications when I cry unto thee. When I lift up my hands towards the holy oracle. That was lifting them towards the ark of the covenant. Lifting them towards God who dwelt there. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands to thy name. I will give you glory. Don't be afraid to raise your hand up and give God praise. It's a good thing to do. You'll feel good when you do it. Others will be inspired by the fact that you want to praise the Lord that way. And there's nothing like getting your hands up there and having God touch you in a powerful way because you are praising Him. I would therefore that men everywhere, that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and without doubting. Is there any doubt that the Scripture tells us When we praise the Lord, it's very proper to raise your hands up to heaven to do it. In our church, we do that all the time. More people do it than don't do it. And that would be a good thing to celebrate praising God that way with Pastor Gary. When he's up here, do it with him. Give him some praise. There's someone right now. Could you just try that? Is that so hard to do? Get your hands up in the air. Oh, that's a good feeling to praise the Lord and give him glory in the house. Well, we're to praise God. When? We're to praise him all day long. Give him the glory he deserves. Give him all the praise. My tongue shall speak of righteousness and of thy praise all day long. Whether you're with somebody or by yourself, give God the praise He deserves. Have that on your mind, on your thinking, to give God praise. He richly deserves it. Even when things aren't going well. Now, Paul and Silas were doing a good work for the Lord in Thyatira. There was this little girl following them around, telling everybody that would listen that these are the men of God. These will give you the message of salvation. These are good men. But she was doing that somehow through an evil spirit. And the people that were uh, using her were making money from her. Finally, Paul turns around and he cast the demon out of this girl so that she couldn't talk about the future anymore. And those who were making money from her got very angry. They had... um, Paul and Silas brought before the authorities and complained that they were teaching things that were against the Roman culture, proclaiming a king that wasn't king when only their only king was Caesar. Boy, were they mixed up. And so they threw them in jail after they had beat them um, senseless, put them, the jailer put them down in stocks in the in the jail. Their feet were in socks. Their hands were in socks. They were bleeding. They were hurting. But they were also singing praises to the Lord. 
We think we've got it bad sometimes. But here in jail, after being beaten, these two men were praising the Lord. Do you know what happened? God caused an earthquake to shake that jail. All the chains fell off. I don't know how that happened. The stocks were open. All the jail doors were open. There were other men there, too. They didn't leave. They stayed right there. The jailer's ready to commit Harry Carey because he figures everybody's taken off and he was so responsible for them. If you lost your prisoners, you paid with your life. Paul cries out to him, don't harm yourself. We're all here. And the jailer comes down and he asks Paul and Silas, how do I get saved? All because they were praising the Lord, the jailer, his household. Everybody that they knew finally heard the word of God and responded because Silas and Paul were praising the Lord in jail. We need to praise the Lord while we're alive. So if you're breathing, praise the Lord. The scriptures tell us, while I live, I will praise the Lord. I will sing praises unto my God while I have my being. And so... We need to praise the Lord often, praise Him all the time. Finally, in Psalms, we find a scripture that's very unique. It tells us in Psalms 22.3, But thou art holy, O O thou that inhabest the praises of Israel. And what this tells us is that while we're praising God, The Spirit of God comes in such a powerful way as to inhabit our praises. Sometimes you'll feel this in church when the worship team is uh, singing, when Mitch is singing, when something's going on. It's just like there's a falling down of grace, of the power of God. It's God coming into the sanctuary. You'll feel it sometimes. Your tears will start to come down your cheeks. You'll... You'll you'll get happy inside. You're thrilled to be in church. God's on the move. You know it. That's Him inhabiting His praises. And He'll do that. And there's Scripture that proves that in the Bible. God inhabits our praises when there are insurmountable troubles. Things are going wrong in your life. Things are mixed up. You can't find the way. And you start praising the Lord and giving Him the glory anyway. And God does work in miracles. We find this in a passage of Scripture in Second Chronicles chapter 20. Jehoshaphat had gotten in some trouble because he wasn't listening to the Lord. He started creating a fellowship of sorts with the whole country with Ahab. Israel and Judah were split now, and Ahab, you know what he was like. Jezebel was his wife, and they were not good people. he, He asked Jehoshaphat if Jehoshaphat would come and help him with something, and Jehoshaphat says, my people are your people, and they create this alliance, but that wasn't really what God wanted. And the prophet comes and tells Jehoshaphat, you know, you shouldn't have done that, and trouble's going to come your way because of it. Well, the trouble did come that way. Jehoshaphat uh, was in trouble because the Moabites and the Ammonites and uh, the Meuites were...
coming down in a great force against him to capture Jerusalem, to take over Judah. Jehoshaphat feared this thing. He saw it coming. It was such a tragedy that was going to occur. There was no way they could stand up against uh, the enemy forces like this. So he turns to the Lord in fasting and prayer. When things are going wrong, turn to God. Don't try to figure it out on your own. But turn to the Lord and say, God, you've got my attention. I can't solve this problem. This thing that has happened to my life, it happened in my life is beyond my ability to take care of, to reason this out. I cannot do it. I need your help. So he proclaims this fast throughout Jerusalem. And then Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem and in the whole house before the Lord. He tells them to fast and pray, and they began to do this with great fervor. And then the prophet of God comes and tells Jehoshaphat something amazing, that, that God is going to fight this battle for them. That all they really have to do is become obedient to do what God tells them to do, And God is going to take this over, and He's going to work in a powerful way. God will answer our praises. God will give us the help that we need. When we turn to Him, the Bible declares it. The prophet Jehazel comes to Zechariah, and he tells Zechariah, he tells Jehoshaphat that God is going to come. God is going to do this. God is going to work this out. If they but turn, keep turning to the Lord, God is going to provide the solution. Then when uh, the prophet comes, there's even more worship occurring because they know the prophet of God speaks the truth. And as the prophet has spoken this prediction of great victory, that God was going to fight the battle for them, They begin to worship and praise the Lord. Jehoshaphat bows his head with his face to the ground, and all of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. And it was a great time of worship and praise to God. The Levites, the children of the Kahathites, and the children of the Korhites stood up to praise the Lord. The God of Israel, with a loud voice, they praised the Lord on high. And then, whenever you're in this position of praising God, God may have something for you to do. He tells Jehoshaphat, you're to get, get up in the morning and go down there and, and face uh, this opposition. The Moabites, the Ammonites, get down there and, and march your army out there and go after them. And obedience was required. Even though they didn't know what was going to happen, they were to go right down there and they were to face the enemy. What was unusual about this is that those who were leading the worship, just picture this now, uh, our worship leaders, those who were up front this morning, the battle has been set. The armies of the enemy are out there, and we send the worshipers out first. They go out there, and they start praising the Lord. Now, you would know then if your worship leaders are genuine. 
if they believed what God was saying, if they believed the prophet, those worshipers went out there and started praising God out ahead of the army, marching towards the enemy and praising the, the Lord. He appointed the singers unto the Lord that they should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and to say, praise the Lord for His mercy endureth forever. And what does God do? As soon as the praisers get out front and start praising God and singing praises to Him, He sends confusion among the Moabites, the Ammonites, and the Meuites. The Ammonites and the Moabites start beating up on the Meuites. When they've killed all of them, the Moabites and the Ammonites start killing each other. I can't explain that. But God created such a confusion that as Jehoshaphat and his army and worshipers approached the valley where this great army had gathered, there's nothing down there but dead bodies. The Bible says it takes them days just to go and get all the stuff that's left. And when they see what the Lord has done, because he inhabits the praises of his people. He goes to battle for them. Then they know that the praise of the Lord works. It brings total victory in your life. So whatever you're facing, whatever trouble might come your way, whatever might be there that hinders you, your finances or a struggle within the family or business or or health issues, whatever looks insurmountable to you this morning, I'm here to tell you that giving praise to God anyway will bring about victory in your life. Just try it, because it's true. When they began to sing the praise, the Lord set the ambushes, and everything that was supposed to occur, according to the prophet, occurred just as it was written. God brings total victory. And the inhabitant starts praising the Lord even more. Because what God said He did. And so there was even greater praise given to God. They were so thrilled with what God had accomplished. So powerful was the Lord in their presence that even their enemies began to fear them, for God was in them. You really can expect God to work a miracle in your life. People will come to you and say, how can you be so sure that God is going to bless you? Well, that's what His Word says. That's what He says He'll do. And so you're trusting in the Lord to do all this and putting your faith in Him and your witness has an impact on those who hear what you have to say. Fear of God was upon all the kingdoms of those countries when they had heard that the Lord fought against the enemies of Israel. So the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet, for his God gave him rest round about, because God inhabits the praises of his people. People praise the Lord with lifted 
hands. Like your pastor does on a Sunday morning. Like we need to do more often, even through the week. Give praise to our God. Worship Him every day, not just on Sundays. Give Him all the glory He deserves. Praise Him, whether you're with somebody or by yourself. With a loud voice, praise the Lord. Give Him all the glory. And God promises a blessing for you, for your children, for your future, and for all time. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, give us that desire to give you praise all the time. To not be shy about what we believe. Be willing to witness to others about what God has done in our lives. And when things come into our life, Lord, that are difficult for us to understand or comprehend, we know that you are working all things together for our good, so we praise you anyway. You deserve the praise, the honor, and the glory. Our hallelujahs are to praise the Lord. We thank you for this opportunity this morning, Lord, to give you that praise. And we ask it in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, Amen. We're going to stand and sing a song.